0: Chapter 4 of The Myths and Fables of Today by Samuel Adams Drake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. The Myths and Fables of Today by Samuel Adams Drake. Chapter 4 Signs of All Sorts authorized by her grandam at Beth. If you sneeze before breakfast, you will have company before dinner. If you pick the common red field lily, it will make you freckled. A spark in the candle denotes a letter in the post office for you. To hand a cup with two spoons in it to anyone is a sign of a coming wedding in the family. If a cat is allowed to get into bed with an infant, the child will be strangled by the animal sucking its breath or by lying across its chest. If my right ear burns, someone is talking about me, hence the familiar saying, I'll make his ears tingle for him. Pliny records this omen. Also in Much Ado About Nothing, Beatrice exclaims, What fire is in mine ears? When the right ear itches or burns, the person so affected will shortly cry. When it is the left, he will laugh. One version runs in this wise. Left or right, good at night. Late blossoming of vines or fruit trees will be followed by much sickness. This probably rests upon the theory that a mild autumn will be a sickly autumn, which is the same as saying that unseasonable weather is pretty sure to be unwholesome weather. The same prediction is expressed by the old saying that A green Christmas makes a fat churchyard. Both predictions agree with the observations of medical science. A spoon in the saucer and another in the cup denote that the person using them will be a spendthrift and probably come to want. But two spoons to one dish of ice cream denote foresight and true thrift. Sing before you eat, cry before you sleep. Or, if you sing before breakfast, you will cry before supper. Pull out one grey hair and ten will grow in its place. Should you happen to let drop your scissors or other sharp instrument and they should stick upright in the floor, it is a sign that you will soon see a stranger. Dropping the dishcloth has the same significance. Two cowlicks growing on the same person's head denote that he will eat his bread in two kingdoms, that is, be a traveller in foreign parts. Should a cow swallow her cud, the animal will die, unless another cud be immediately given her. Hardhack was thus named by the early colonists, who declared that the tough stalk turned the edge of the mower's scythe. If you see a white horse, you will immediately after see a red-haired woman. Bubbles gathering on top of a cup of coffee or chocolate indicate, if they cluster at the middle, or form an island in prophetic parlance, money coming to you. If, however, the bubbles gather at the sides of the cup, you will not get the money. Two chairs, placed by accident back to back, are a sign of a stranger. Coming in at one door and immediately going out at another has the same meaning. A tea-stem floating in the teacup, a common thing before the day of tea-strainers, also foreshadows the coming of a stranger. Old people say, you must butter his head and throw him under the table if the charm is to work. A tea-leaf means the same thing, its length denoting whether the stranger will be short or tall. To let fall your fork is a sure sign that you are going to have a caller on that very evening, or as the girls declare, have a bow. A very estimable lady said when telling me this that when she was a young girl she never had that accident happen to her that she did not immediately get ready for a caller and she added that seldom or never was this sign known to fail. If a young girl has the nosebleed it is a sign that she is in love. If your nose itches you will either see a stranger, kiss a fool or be in danger. If your left hand itches, you will shortly receive money. If it is the right hand, get ready to shake hands with a stranger. A ringing or dumbbell in the ear denotes that you may expect startling news of some sort. A swarm of bees in June is worth a silver spoon. Four persons meeting in a crowded place and shaking hands crosswise is a sign that one of the party will be married within the year. Should you meet a person on the stairs, one or the other must go back, or some misfortune will happen to both. If you should fail to fold up your napkin after a meal at which you are a guest, you will not again be invited to that table. Think of the devil, and he is at your elbow. The point of this robust saying is now much softened into, Think of someone, and he is at your elbow. But it seems at first to have had reference to an enemy or to one you would rather avoid. The saying is quite common today. A very old rhyme about the way in which one wears out a shoe runs in this way. Tip at the toe, live to see woe. Wear at the side, live to be a bride. Wear at the ball, live to spend all. Wear at the heel, live to save a deal even the days of the week possess peculiar significance to the future welfare of the newborn infant sunday's child is full of grace monday's child is fair of face tuesday's child is solemn and sad wednesday's child is merry and glad thursday's child is inclined to thieving friday's child is free and giving saturday's child works hard for his living This saying is familiar to everyone. Whistling girls and crowing hens always come to no good ends. Or, as they say it in the old country, a whistling woman and crowing hen are neither fit for God nor men. An old woman, skilled in such matters, declares that when vagrant cats begin to collect around the backyards, it is a sure sign the winter's broken. Whistling to keep one's courage up, or for a wind, A rather in the nature of an invocation to some occult power than a sign. Sailors, it is well known, have a superstitious fear of whistling at sea, believing it will bring on a storm. Yawning is said to be catching. Well, if it is not catching, it comes so near to being so that most persons accept it as a fact. And laugh as we may, daily experience goes to confirm it at such, and must continue to do so, Until some more satisfactory explanation is found than we yet know of. End of chapter four.